MoreLikeRadio.com. It's our duty to entertain you. <laughs> I said duty. Only alcohol can make life bearable. You must drink, always drink. I blame this all on Kevin, DMU. Has anyone ever known a good person named Kevin? We, we hung out with, with Kevin from Alcohol by Volume. He only says like three words. He, he's like really shy. He really talked to me. Towards the end of the night when he was drinking more, man, he, he was he was right there with us talking a mile a minute. Alcohol by Volume? <sighs> I'm actually kind of drunk. Alcohol by Volume, awesome show. You really want to get drunk? <laughs> Listen to that show because by hour two he's blitzed. I bet. Oh, it's awesome. Because it's a beer show. Kevin, some stupid his weird name. Polish last name. Yeah. Where's your dedication there, Kevin? Your own show or someone else's? Alcohol in my volume. Alcohol in my volume. I shove alcohol in my butthole. That's not it. it has nothing to do with butthole. I mean, can you even get drunk anymore? It's kind of like a drinking a vitamin, right? So you're blaming the drunker. Yes, I'm blaming the MLR drunker, Kevin. Hello, bartender. I have thought it over, and far from being a fat pig, you are very nice. And I would like another drink. Take a barf, drunkie! will be no puking tonight. Uh-huh. Welcome to Alcohol by Volume. It is Tuesday, August 26th, 2014. This is episode number 80 of this illustrious show. Uh, if you're listening live, join the chat at morelikeradio.com slash live. And if you're listening via podcast, you can always check me out live every Tuesday night from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern Time. And if you're listening live and you'd like to call in, 862-345-7125, or you can Skype Alcohol by Volume, all one word. Uh, those of you that uh, purchased an ABV t-shirt, uh, well, you obviously know that they have been shipping. Uh, I've seen most people, I think, have gotten them. I know my parents actually got theirs, too. I got mine yesterday. It looks fucking fantastic. So, if you got it, post your pictures wearing the shirt on the Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash alcohol by volume, or on Twitter at MLR underscore alcohol. Roy Black on Crack and Little Matt, yours will be shipping within the next couple of days. I just got to figure out the um, logistics and the best cost and everything for uh, for shipping those out to you, but they will be on their way before the weekend, I promise. Uh, let's see, I got the last two beers from White Ass Brent. And uh, whether or not I'll actually be consuming both uh, will depend on well something else coming in a little bit on the show. I got uh, Boom Island Witness Belgian Whip Beer and Flat Earth Mummy Train Pumpkin Ale. Uh, if there's one that may not be drank tonight, I don't know. It could be the Flat Earth because that's a uh, bomber-sized bottle. And good Lord. Okay, uh, Dennis posted a picture of him in the chat wearing the shirt with a uh, very, very olive-filled martini. <laughs> Uh, let's see, what else have I gotten recently? Oh, uh, yesterday I picked up the Blue Moon Seasonal Case with that cinnamon horchata ale in there, and I, well, I drank half the case yesterday, so, uh, you can tell I liked what was in there. Uh, in addition to the cinnamon horchata ale, there was the caramel apple spice, which I've had before and I rather enjoyed. There was the, uh, they used to call it short straw, but now I think they just call it farmhouse ale, and it's, it's like a cross between a Saison and a Flanders Red. 
Um, <laughs> uh, what else I got? Okay, so those two. Um, uh, that's three. Kevin, you can do math, right? Uh, fourth one, obviously the regular uh, Blue Moon Belgian White. They also had a Belgian style Pale Ale. What the hell is the one that I'm forgetting? Um, cr- oh, the, obviously the Harvest Pumpkin Ale. So I had one of each of those last night. And uh, didn't wake up hungover. I had a headache all day for other reasons, but it didn't wake up hungover. Uh, also, uh, let's see, still going through my Sam Adams Latitude 48 Deconstructed. I bought some uh, Sakani Sessions IPA to sneak into the hospital when my daughter was born on Thursday. Um, it, it, it was in cans, 4% ABV, you know, kind of hoppy, but in cans it was pretty easy to smuggle. Uh, and not much else to say about that. It, it, it was okay, but not terribly remarkable, but it served the purpose in the hospital. I actually got carded buying it, even with my beard, which is rare. It only seems to happen when I shave, but still got my full beard going here. It actually happened at Buffalo Wild Wings a couple weeks ago, too, and the reaction is always the same with the person carding me. They look at my ID, they look at me, they look at the ID again, they look at me, and they're like, oh, good for you. Um, when I was playing hockey on Friday, one of my teammates, his fiance, was shocked that I'm 35. I apparently don't look it at all. I don't know. Uh, but of course the jokes go, you know, my, my liver looks about, you know, 60, 65. Um, uh, I guess, shit, you know, it's hot down here. I'm turning on a fan. I don't care if there's a little hum. We'll deal with it. A few, few little, little news bits until, uh, before I get to the main feature of the show. And if you've been following me on Twitter, on Facebook lately, um, you'll know exactly what's coming up. Um, this is in today's Prudes in the News from Beer Street Journal. A game of strip twister kills a brewing collective. And yes, Dennis is right. I need to have a functioning lever for it to age. I think mine died long ago. So a brewery incubator in Houston, Texas is closing down. The reason is not financial. The League of Extraordinary Brewers is being evicted from their establishment thanks to a, quote, public nudity incident. A game of strip twister um let's see the i guess the the head of this league of extraordinary brewers said indeed i had agreed to host a naked game night a completely private event that takes place at bars all over houston regularly we covered all the windows and had someone working the door only one thing went wrong an employee of the architectural services firm next door that has access to our hallways was working long after business hours and stumbled upon a game of strip twister in the hall Whoever this person was, he or she had clearly never seen the naked male body before and took great offense to the incident, crying public nudity to the landlord. So, yeah, eh, everybody's got to ruin a fucking good time. So, yeah, this brewery incubator in Houston, Texas, gone because of a game of Strip Twister. But you got to figure that'll, that'll create some uh, good stories down the road whenever they reopen somewhere else. Um... Let's see. Uh, I got this from the drinks business. Uh, I don't keep track of real-world news too often, so I didn't really realize the earthquake had happened. But uh, Napa Winery is rattled by 6.1 earthquake early Sunday morning. Uh, Do I actually have the article? It would help if I had it up. Um, Well, you know what? In the meantime, let me uh, post an image here in the chat of some of the damage that the wineries suffered. 
I got the link here somewhere. Son of a bitch. Uh, oh, maybe I... Oh, wait, I do have it. Why is that... What the fuck? Uh, just bear with me here. I Obviously, I, my, uh, my web browsing skills are apparently shit, too. Ah, uh, math, language, web browsing. What can I do right? I can talk in a microphone, and that's about it. And even that's barely there. Uh, Napa Winery is rattled by 6.1 earthquake. On the eve of the 2014 harvest, Napa Valley wineries were rocked by a 6.1 magnitude earthquake in the early hours of Sunday morning. The worst quake to hit Northern California in 25 years. I'm obviously out of the loop with news. I don't have cable, and I don't really pay attention to news otherwise. So, um, But uh, over... 200 people had to be treated in hospital for minor injuries, while three people were seriously injured. The quake caused California Governor Jerry Brown to declare a state of emergency at the earthquake's epicenter in southern Napa, though 80% of the region's wineries escaped unscathed. Affecting wineries in Napa, Sonoma, Yountville, St. Helena, Calistoga, and Oakville, the earthquake, which hit at 3.20 a.m. on Sunday morning, caused barrel stacks to collapse. And if you're in the chat, you saw the image I posted there. That's a stack of uh, barrels that collapsed. Uh, fermentation tanks to rupture and bottles to smash. Uh, among the wineries hit were Saintsbury, which lost 400 bottles of wine with owner Linda Reif reporting to be, quote, knee-deep in solid broken glass. And uh, Trifethan Family Vineyards, which sustained structural damage to its visitor's center. A pair of tanks filled with the 2013 vintage of Mount Viter Cabernet Sauvignon ruptured, while barrels went flying into windows at the visitor center of the winery owned by the Hess Collection. About 15,000 cases of lovely Cabernet came pouring out those doors and down the steps into the garden. Jim Caudill, director of hospitality at the Hess Collection Winery in Napa, told the New York Times. Silver Oak Winery, meanwhile, saw dozens of barrels toppled to the floor and three destroyed, along with the loss of a number of bottles of wine. We're wading through a sea of Cabernet. Bill Hill, owner of Henry Hill & Company, which lost 20% of its stock in the quake. Uh, despite the damage, winery owners are relieved the quake hit in the middle of the night rather than during a working day, which could have proved fatal. Uh, I got another image from the article here. Let's see here. Oh, hi, Siobhan. <laughs> I, I, I had a feeling uh, that might have been you there in the chat as guest 790283. Uh, so this is, this is another shot, just all the wine bottles. A lot of, I guess a lot of, um, because it was just before the harvest, a lot of the stuff they lost was stuff that was already aging, you know, vintage stuff. So it didn't really affect their current crop. But still, I mean, that that's a pretty huge monetary loss for the wineries. And it, it, entire vintages are just gone. No. Obviously, it's not quite, you know, someone losing a house. But these are still, you know, people's livelihoods here. Um, let's see. Oh, thank you, Kitty. Yes, yes, it's my birthday today. And thank you to everybody on Facebook and Twitter and whatnot who wish me a happy birthday. I do appreciate it. Um, do, 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 yeah, I know Kitty said they had more earthquakes today, like aftershocks. Um, uh, and let's see. Western Echo says he's been around precisely two earthquakes in his life, both back in Ukraine and both he had slept through. I remember, yeah, and it, Dennis just adding in there. Actually, three third time was a few years back in New Jersey, which apparently registered somewhere, but I was driving and had zero clue. Yeah, I I I think I was at work the day that um, there there was an earthquake here in New Jersey. It was so minor. I I heard of some people saying that they you know felt things rattle on a shelf just barely, but aside from that, I mean I I've, I've never been in 
any kind of major earthquake. And I, I mean, even Michigan has had minor, minor earthquakes before. But, nah, East Coast, we, we get the hurricanes, so we get it from, from that side there. Um, and then the last little uh, news tidbit before I uh, get into the wonderful, wonderful... Uh, um, well, yeah, you'll see. Uh, this is another one from the drinks business. Man builds $80,000 beer fort on dance floor at Vegas nightclub. Uh, post this image here in the chat so you guys can see what the hell we're talking about there. Um, man ordered nearly 10,000 cans of beer at an exclusive nightclub so he could build a six-foot-high fortress around his VIT table. Uh, VIP table. Um, ordinarily, I'd think you know, VIP table. Uh, douche, you know. But this guy actually sounds kind of like fun. So, The nightclub prankster with a penchant for mischief and clearly very deep pockets purchased 400 cases of beer while partying at the excess nightclub in Las Vegas on Monday. Having dropped $80,000 on the canned beverages, the man proceeded to live out the childlike dream of building his very own grown-up fortress, creating a private beer-walled nook for his gaggle of VIP pals. Ugh, I hate the word gaggle. A total of 9,600 cans of beer were needed for the feat which was captured on camera by ESPN analyst Darren Ravel. He tweeted, Man at Excess Nightclub in Encore in Vegas, orders 400 cases, builds beer fortress around table. The identity of the party architect remains unknown. Yeah, I figure if you're going to have a VIP table, you might as well do something cool like that rather than, you know, just be the douche at the VIP table. You know, make, make a name for yourself. Make a beer fort. I'd love to make a beer fort. Um, oh, hello, Rich. Um... <laughs> Poor Siobhan, she can't change her name. Eh, it's okay, she's a guest today. We know who you are. <laughs> um, so, okay, this week. Until today, I, to my knowledge at least, I had never purchased a, um, or even tasted a malt liquor. So I am going to be uh, cracking open a 40 live on the air here. I am not expecting to drink this whole thing. I'm hoping I don't drink this whole thing um, because I'm not expecting this to taste anywhere, well, delicious, you know. I'm used to I'm used to craft beer. I'm not used to this. So let me open this up. And it's in the uh, screw-off top. Yes, yes, classy, classy. Um, oh, and, and it's in the shatterproof plastic bottle, even more classy. Yes. So, Old English, 800. Uh, let's let's take a whiff of this and see how bad it smells, at least. Eh. Eh, it smells like weak piss beer. <laughs> and actually, well, damn it, they did not give me my complimentary brown bag with my Old English, Rich. Put it in a plastic bag, fuckers. They didn't make it look good. Okay. Well, let's go for the first sip here, and then I'll kind of... Get into uh, malt liquor definitions and everything, because I I didn't really know the specifics before. Well, before I did the prep for this. Um, it tastes like um, a slightly sweeter, like I don't know, uh, cheap beer. That's basically uh, basically it. Yeah. Um. Well, okay. I guess I may be drinking this. Let me uh, let me check this into uh, untapped. So Ray Black on crack will be happy. Otherwise, he'll think the show hasn't started. Okay. Um. 
So, Wikipedia's definition of malt liquor. Malt liquor is a North American term referring to a type of beer with high alcohol content. In legal statutes, the term often includes any alcoholic beverage not lower than 5% alcohol by volume made with malted barley. Mm. Mm. Um, ugh. Yeah, I'm, okay, now I'm starting to get to the spirit bitterness of it. Um... In common parlance, however, it is used for high-alcohol beers, 6 to 7% and more, or beer-derived mixes made with ingredients and processes resembling those in American-style lager. However, this label is sub uh, subject to the viewpoint of the brewer. There are examples of brews containing high-quality, expensive ingredients that brewers have chosen to label as malt liquors. There is actually one that I will refer to, and it, it actually surprised me that this brewer made a malt liquor. Uh, it was a very limited release. They only did it for a few years. So, um, so let's see here. Uh, beer Advocate, they have a, a slightly different definition of it. Uh, for the most part, malt liquor beers are sold in the infamous 40-ounce size bottles. Straw to pale amber in color. Most use excessive amounts of adjuncts such as corn, rice, refined brewer's sugar, and as a result, there are very few all-malt brewed malt liquors. Um... Kitty says she used to drink it with the straw because someone told her you get drunk faster. You know what? I remember always being told that too. Uh, if we had, back in the day, Zima, you know, you drink that with the straw. Or if you have, you know, some kind of mixed drink or whatever. You you mix it with the, you drink it with the straw and supposedly you'd get drunk faster. I don't think that ever really was the case, but I'm not going to be drinking beer with the straw anyway. Um... Hops are barely used, just enough is added to balance off any cloyingness. Higher alcohol versions tend to have loads of fusel alcohol, which gives off solvent or fuel-like aromas and flavors. Yeah, I'm getting the, uh, I'm getting the kind of fuel-like flavors out of this one now. Ooh. Um, they're attenuated very well, meaning a higher ratio of fermentable sugars are present over other beers. <laughs> Oof. But without using as many ingredients and still ending up with a high alcohol content, some breweries enable the use of special enzymes to further break down the malt and adjuncts so they'll yield a larger percentage of alcohol. Um, you can think about that, you know, like when they you know, freeze distilling and stuff like that, trying to get the alcohol content up, kind of like that. Um, this makes for quite a dry beer with only a small amount of unfermented sugars and a kick that will knock you on your ass. Mm. Uh, so... Ugh. The the initial taste is of a very weak kind of beer, and then it then it hits you with like oh it's like it's like gasoline. Ugh. Um. Uh, maybe a couple more sips just to say I've had I don't know. Uh, how many ounces will I get to here? Do they they don't mark it off? Do they? Nah, that would be helpful. Oh well. So, um, yeah, okay. I, I think I'm, I think I'm done with that forty for now. I might have to pour that up for my homies later. Uh, not to be confused with flavored malt beverages. So malt liquor is different than that. Um, flavored malt beverages like Smirnoff Ice and stuff like that. Those are more colloquially. Hey, I said that okay. Uh, more colloquially. See there, I fuck it up the second time. Known as alco pops, that was actually a new term to me. I I never thought to look up a term for something like that. But uh, you know, stuff like Four Loco, Smirnoff Ice, um, the, the uh, Lime Rita, Raspberry Rita, Mango Rita, stuff like that. 
Um, but uh, flavored malt beverages derive their alcohol content from having distilled spirits added to them, not from fermentation like beer, which malt liquor does. Uh, malt liquor does fermentation. So that's a, that's a big, big difference right there. Your, your Smirnoff ice is not fermented like that. And hold on a second. Let me pick up a coaster on the floor here that I knocked over. Okay, that's better. And with that, now I need to actually open a proper beer. Oh, God. Now they're saying, drink the whole 40 or we riot. Um, could I pretend to drink the whole 40? <laughs> ah. Let's see. Uh, a little bit more from Wikipedia where they talk about Alcopops. Yes, they actually refer to uh, Alcopops. Little Matt saying, I've never heard the term Alcopops. I don't know. I, I don't drink them, so... Mm. Um... Alcopops often start out as unhopped beers, depending on the state in which they're sold. Um, much of the malt and alcohol is removed, leaving mostly water. With subsequent addition of alcohol, usually vodka or grain alcohol, sugar, coloring, and flavoring, such drinks are legally classified as beers in virtually all states and can therefore be sold in outlets that do not or cannot carry spirit-based drinks. Um, Jesus Christ. <laughs> What the hell is going on in the chat now? I am not... Everybody wants me to chug it. I am not chugging it. I'm I'm opening a proper beer right now. I'm not succumbing to peer pressure like I did on the vodka show. And oh, That was bad. That was very, very bad. I'm trying to remember when that was, actually. Oh, that, I guess that would have been uh, episode 50. So, 30 episodes, uh, 30 episodes ago. So, that would have been... One, two, three... Eh, like, I don't know. Eight months ago? Something like that. God damn it! I'm... What you want? How about I? How about I chug this beer from uh, White S. Brent? W would that be satisfying? <laughs> God damn it! Because I I just opened up a Witness uh, Belgian Wit beer. What? I am not passing out, little Matt. My 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 wife is already taking care of two children upstairs. She does not need to take care of a third. <laughs> um. Let's see here. Da, 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 da. Oh, son of a bitch! hate my fucking browser. Uh, okay. So I'm going to try this one now. And then maybe I'll go back to the 40. Maybe. Maybe. Okay, that's much better. That actually tastes like beer. Oh, thank you, Brent, for saving me. I appreciate that. Uh, oh, thank you, D. <laughs> Everybody wants me to chug the 40. God damn it. And Siobhan does have herself logged in now properly. Um, although I don't know who guest 916927 is now. Um, <laughs> um, where the hell was I here? Oh, okay. Uh, talking about the Alco Pops, even Beer Advocate makes the mistake for the sake of classification on their site. Um, Bud Light Lime Marinas are listed under American Malt Liquors. I suppose they're reluctant to create an Alco Pop category on the site. Oh, okay. Uh, guest 916927, um, uh, said I need to drink the 40 fast so it doesn't taste like piss. It already tastes like piss. Um, actually, I don't know if we have that particular Smirnoff. Um, let's see. Uh, Smirnoff Ice Double Black. What the hell? Um, I'm trying to like... Uh, strong Blend of Premium... Something Vodka? That's interesting. Um, oh, that's Red Sox. Okay. <laughs> that's who guess 916927 was. Uh, um, 
I, I we definitely don't have that particular Smirnoff ice here in the states. Um, I know we have like I've seen. I remember Smirnoff ice, triple black, and stuff like that back when I actually used to drink that shit. But um, I don't know. Um, let's see. Uh, duh, 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 duh. Okay, you know what? Let me um. Maybe if I maybe if I chase it with some beer. Maybe if I chase the forty with some beer. Let me let me try. Um, a little chug of that here. See if I can actually get myself up to the mic doing it here. Oh, Jesus Christ! That is, that's bad. I mean, uh, that's that's the uh, rogue banana peanut butter whatever voodoo donut beer bad. Um, I am not uploading my hard drive to the MLR Dropbox again. Ah, uh, and now Dennis has an idea. Chase the 40. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, want to chase the 40 with a 40 knot. What the hell? <laughs> I found out they sell them in 64 ounces too. I mean, that's like a fucking growler. Why do you need that? Um... <laughs> Chase the 40 with the 40. Okay. I, I was very confused there, Dennis. I didn't understand that. So, the history of the term malt liquor, it's not very interesting, but I'm going to tell you anyway. Uh, documented in England back in 1690 as a general term encompassing both lager and ale. The first mention of the term in North America appears in a patent issued by the Canadian government, so you can blame the Canadians for it. On uh, July 6, 1842, to one G. Riley for an improved method of brewing ale, beer, porter, and other malt liquors. Malt liquors as uh, one word, not two. Um, let's see. Uh, American malt liquors, they're rarely exported to Europe. And why would they be? Because Europe has fantastic beer. But there was actually some ill-advised, short-lived brewing of American style malt liquors in Britain in the late 70s and early 80s. Some were genuine uh, American brands brewed under license, notably Colt 45. Some were simply inspired by the style. They only clocked in at 5% ABV, so why even bother at that point? Um, heavily marketed for a few years, but they failed to make a lasting impact. They're no longer produced there. And now, see, Red Sox is in the chat um, saying uh, that I have to chug the 40 or... Uh, He'll burn his ABV shirt. That's that's kind of hurtful. Uh, Dennis says, Kevin is currently reliving my entire teen year span, meaning I drank shit malt liquor and thought I was entertaining. Hey, I've never claimed I'm entertaining. You guys, whoever's downloading this seems to think I'm entertaining, and I just kind of go along with it. Um, okay, and when I mentioned before how there was one brewer that actually did produce a malt liquor that was a bit of a surprise, Dogfish Head. They produced an American malt liquor for a limited time called Liquor du Malt. I'm sorry, Liquor de Malt, not du. That would be incorrect grammar. Clocked in at 7% ABV, bottle conditioned, apparently the only bottle conditioned malt liquor in the world, which is, I don't know, it, it, I guess it's not really an exclusive audience. And brewed with red, white, and blue gourmet corns. And I think they stopped producing that uh, back in 2007 or so. And it came in a 40 inside a hand-stamped brown paper bag, uh, which I did find an image of here, which I'll post in the chat. I see a little Matt listens to the show out of the kindness of his heart. 
and I do appreciate that, Matt. So that was the uh, Dogfish Head Liquor de Malt, and there's the brown paper bag that it would come in. Um, I'm, I'm actually kind of sad that I missed out on that because that probably would have been infinitely more palatable than uh, than the ugh, than the thing I have next to me right now. Really. Um, and this kind of leads... Oh, Jesus Christ. I don't want to answer a survey question to get the content, but I guess I have. Have you ever purchased a new car? Uh, when did I purchase my car? I don't know. It was probably more than five years ago. Okay. So this is from 11points.com. Some uh, 11 most iconic 40-ounce malt liquors. I have to admit, most of these I had never heard of. Um, if I go through the list, one, two... Uh, three, and four. There were four here that I recognized out of 11. That's that's not good for, for a beer drinker, I suppose. Um, let's see. Oh, and, yep, yeah, uh, Kitty, one that she just mentioned here in the chat. That is that is on this list. But I'll start with uh, number 11 here, Magnum. It cracks the list because it's a fairly common brand that always seems to be in stock at the grocery store, but it can't climb any higher than 11th because it's clearly not what people think of when they hear Magnum. Now, see this says Magnum is more commonly associated with condoms than malt liquor. But there's also that uh, brand of ice cream bars that's called Magnum that the logo looks strangely like the fucking condom logo. That has always creeped me out. Anytime I see it in the supermarket, I'm thinking, oh, somebody put a box of condoms in the freezer for some reason. Mm. But I don't know, maybe it's just me. I Anytime I see it, it freaks me out. Uh, number 10, Hurricane. Anheuser-Busch makes this one. Well, the Belgian conglomerate behind Anheuser-Busch. Uh, Anheuser-Busch was also responsible for the more iconic King Cobra brand. Hurricane is just a cheap, quick secondary brand they whipped up to try and scrape up a little leftover market share. Number 9, Schlitz Malt Liquor. Uh, if I was writing this list in 1973, then Schlitz would be way higher. Also, I'd be writing it on a typewriter and while high on quaaludes and stroking my thick, bushy mustache. Uh, okay. Uh, number eight, Country Club Malt Liquor. Initially got its name because it was uh, actually marketed non-ironically toward the bourgeoisie with uh, some decent sales success. That is kind of surprising. It's no longer targeted at people who actually go to country clubs. Here's one that I did recognize. Steel Reserve 211. There's a fairly famous rumor that 211 represents the police code for an armed robbery. It's a very short jump from there to, oh, they're marketing this to once and future criminals. Well, aren't they? According to the people behind Steel Reserve, that's not true. 211 was the medieval symbol for steel. Why? It's just an unfortunate coincidence. It has a less politically correct evocative meaning, too. Uh, Number six, Mickey's. And let me just pop back into the chat really quick here. Um, Somehow the Irish always find a way to elbow themselves in when there's a brave new frontier of alcohol. Number five, St. Ides. And Mickey's was one that I I recognized too, although I'm not sure why. But uh, number five, St. Ides. Unlike Steel Reserve up there, St. Ides had no qualms about marketing itself as the official malt liquor of the hood. They signed up rappers to make ads for them, a famous Ice Cube rap. In a St. Ides commercial said, Get your girl in the mood quicker. Make your Jimmy thicker. Wait, what? Oh, dear God, there's a link for this. Hold on. I am not familiar with this. Let's see here. Uh, Make sure I have that unmuted. 
So let's see what this awfulness is. This is a St. Ides commercial. Once again, this song, I'm going out the front door. Ice cube in the glass house, headed for the stove. To get a beer that's better than the rest. The ST period, I-D-E to the F. And then to put hair on your chest in the black can. So once you grab a six-pack and get your girl in the mood quicker. Get your Jimmy thicker with St. Ives malt liquor. What the f- you can actually You could actually say, get your Jimmy thicker in a commercial. Back then, at least. That- that is fucking bizarre, man. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Okay. Yeah. And Western Echo saying he drank a fucking mountain of that shit in his teens. Jesus Christ. <laughs> D wants her Jimmy to be thicker. Somebody would like to isolate that. Um, let's see. Um, da, 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 da. Uh, number four, private stock. Uh, this one got an epic boost from the Notorious B.I.G. line in Juicy, where he says he was smoking weed and bamboo, sipping on private stock. That one plug bumped this up at least three spots on the list. Number three, as mentioned before, King Cobra, iconic brand for sure. Something about King Cobra just make you makes you feel like it wants to fight you, and frankly, that's kind of what you want in a 40. Number two, the uh, piss swill that uh, I have next to me. Old English, 800. Put up a good fight for the number one slot, but fell just a tiny bit short for me. Still will always be my number one. I like when my cheap, gritty alcohol shares the same name as a font. That's a good point there. Number one is what I almost purchased, but I ended up going with this. And I think I went with this, went with the Old English because it had a plastic bottle. And I figured I could freak my wife out by dropping it on the floor. Number one, Colt 45. Ah, the moment they hired Billy D. Williams as their smooth voice shill, they locked this spot up. He vaulted Colt 45 up, making it the most widely recognized brand of malt liquor out there. Even to this day, it's the first brand the average person would name if you walked up to them on the street and yelled, quick, name a brand of malt liquor. I wouldn't recommend especially testing that experiment out, especially not if you happen to have 40s duct taped to both of your hands at the time. Yes, I'm, and I'm not doing Edward 40 hands tonight. Good Lord. Oi, oi, oi. Um, oh, and um, uh, Rich says uh, Mickey's was in House of Pain videos. Th- that makes sense because I know they had that whole Irish thing going with them. I don't know if they actually were Irish or not. Oh, Dennis, image fail. Oh, I saw that. Poor Dennis. Um, let's see if there are any good comments on these. Uh, I became an alcoholic on malt liquor. Damn, I love the stuff. Um, let's see. Okay, so this is this is a good comment here. Uh, Colt 45 was for the people old enough to remember any Billy D movies. Old English was for people who sided with Tupac and the West Side and the hip-hop beef. 211 was for when you wanted to get as drunk as possible in college but had no money. Uh, I'm black and from New Orleans, so I never heard any of the rest of these. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then he makes a reference to a beta, which is kind of weird. Um, let's see. Uh, no other good, really good comments here. Uh, knockoff for loco drink made by Colt Forty Five called Blast, endorsed by Snoop Dogg. Ugh. Um. <laughs> Andrew Mikonos says we don't have forties in Australia, just pretty big cans of beer. Sounds about right. Um. So I guess I did, that's it with that article. Um. And the, the last bit on, on malt liquor for tonight is actually a uh, news article I came across. 
Tacoma, Washington moves to ban high-octane alcohol, which would include the wonderful, wonderful malt liquors. This is from Boozy.com. The city of Tacoma, Washington has had it with public intoxication after encountering drunks passed out in public, wandering into traffic, and even urinating wherever they please. The Tacoma City Council has decided it's high time that something be done. Their solution is a ban of, quote, high-octane alcohol as well as highly caffeinated energy drinks. Now, I don't really understand the logic with the uh, the energy drinks, but... Eh. Um, uh, the problem is Tacoma sees it as the readily available beverages that lead to a cheap, fast, and easy state of drunkenness. Their thinking is that if these beverages, largely malt liquor, are not available, then the problem will rectify itself. Uh, they're calling this proposal, which will affect 39 businesses located in the western portion of Tacoma, the, quote, alcohol impact area. It will call for cease sales of items such as Colt 45, Old English, uh, Natty Ice, and Rockstar energy drinks. Again, still don't quite understand the energy drink problem there. Uh, while opinions on this alcohol banning ordinance are mixed, the fight is not over yet. Though the alcohol ban passed unanimously to city committee, it'll still have to pass at the full city council, then go on to pass at the state liquor board as well before becoming official. Now, I'm, I'm not familiar with uh, the city of Tacoma, Washington. Is there a large um, urban presence there? Um, just, I, I'm, I'm curious, just curious, because, I mean, if there is, you know, somebody's going to call this law racist immediately, immediately. And then, you know, Al Sharpton will leave Missouri and then hop on this. Oh, chug and belch decently this time. Well, okay. I'll, I'll have a proper belch coming up, mm. but I'm drinking good beer this time. Uh, damn it. I thought I had a good one coming up and I don't. Uh. I'm disappointed with myself. Fuck it. <clears throat> okay, pull out the 40 again. I'm going through no more than half of this 40. I'm just, I'm warning you people. It, it is just, it is, ugh. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. Ugh, I'd rather drink good beers. Oh, yeah, it, it's getting closer to a consistency of piss. Jesus. <laughs> oh. Ugh. And and then then the taste when I burp. Oh oh, this is just bad. Oh. Well, okay. D Dennis calls me a pussy, but come on, you, you've se you've seen me drink uh, pitchers of Budweiser. You know, you you have seen me make a fool of myself drinking shitty beer, and then um, getting all shitty over it. So just trying not to do that again tonight. That's all. I'm I'm thinking of my wife upstairs. I don't need her carrying me up the stairs while having to deal with the children <laughs> uh drink the entire bottle you do the vodka tampon challenge next week who do you think i am hammy Oof. i ain't doing that dude uh, no more vodka no well i got my bacon vodka make screwdrivers out of that and then it's delicious um let's see what do i got here uh do I think I'll do this before the <laughs> Dennis is challenging me to a ghetto 40 off. That something just sounds terribly wrong about that. <laughs> uh, I'm going to have to regroup after the break, but let me uh, one one more uh, little news article. Th this has um, nothing to do with malt liquor, but I'm going <laughs> to 
Jesus Christ. Uh, this has nothing to do with malt liquor. And I'm feeling the malt liquor starting to course through me, which is bad. But uh, let me see if I can find this article here. Uh, gluten-free beer labels a no-no in New Zealand. So this is from Dub.Dash. Yes, it's called Dub.Dash, where Peter McLennan writes about good music and good beer. Uh, okay. Scott Anderson over at Buzz and Hum picked up on the story earlier this week. Uh, Radio New Zealand covered it yesterday. Gluten-free beer labels to be banned. Uh, gluten-free claims will be banned from beer bottles under new regulations, frustrating brewers and people with gluten allergies. From January 2016, it will be illegal to sell alcohol using health-related claims, which regulators have said will include statements asserting products are gluten-free. Chris Mills from Career Brewing said if the rule came into effect, his company would probably stop selling gluten-free beer altogether. Mr. Mills said he was considering appealing against the rule, but it would cost tens of thousands of dollars, and the small market for gluten-free beer was not worth the cost. President of Celiac New Zealand, Terry Hoskins, said removing gluten-free labels was bad news for the 65,000 New Zealanders who could not consume gluten. Uh, both the Ministry of Primary Industries and Food Standards refused to be interviewed by Radio New Zealand about the new labeling rules. Uh, Thomas Lumley, a professor of biostatistics at the University of Auckland, wrote, uh, It's true that gluten-free has become a trendy, bogus nutrition claim, but it's also vital health information for some people, particularly those with celiac disease. In that context, gluten-free is more like an allergen warning. He suggests it may still be possible, however, for Celiac New Zealand to endorse gluten-free beers. Now, I know they've had that kind of problem here in the States as well, where there's been a battle over labeling a beer gluten-free or gluten-reduced, and I, I'm i getting the feeling that it's going to get to a point here where the Food and Drug Administration or whoever whoever's going to be responsible for it, Food and Drug Administration or um, the, was it the uh, Alcohol Tobacco Tax Bureau or whatever that fucking, you know, organization is in the government, um, that they're, they're going to want to change the rules here too because... Why not? They gotta fuck shit up. Um, let's see. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going back. Uh, invited forty thugs over. Then we drink some beer. Uh, they can drink my forty. Ugh. Um, let's see here. Uh, and yes, I am remembering October fifth, Siobhan. I have that marked on my calendar, and it will be a Bud Light. Um, yes. Might even be in a can, unless you prefer a bottle. Either way. Uh, but uh, Dee's asking, how do you make gluten-free beer? Isn't it pretty much a liquid gluten? It, it, there's a different process into it. Um, for, for instance, like ciders. Ciders, just by their very nature, are gluten-free. Um, but for the most part, I think most of the beers out there are genuinely gluten-reduced. I think there are very few that are straight-up gluten-free. I've had a few of them. And actually, you know what? Next week... Um, okay, I'm going to do a glass bottle October 5th. Boom. Um, next week, I'm going to try and tackle some gluten-free beers or gluten-reduced, whatever. Um, I'll probably build a six-pack of them. There there are some that I've had before, like um, Dogfish Head's Tweezanale is uh, marketed as gluten-free. Um then there's um, other brewers like um, Omission, which I think I get here. Uh, 
trying to think of some. Uh, Glutenberg is another one. Again, I don't remember if I get that here or not, but there's a, there's a whole gluten-free section in one of the stores I go to that um, I'll be able to pretty much pick from those. A lot of it's cider, but some of it is gluten-free, uh, gluten-free beers. But I can kind of go into that more next week and go into the whole gluten-free beer-making process because... To be honest, right now, I could not give you the details. I, I remembered it at one point, and right now, I, I just don't. So, it's a reason to tune in next week when I, when I go over gluten-free beers and, uh, you know, get all the info going with that. See, the show, the show is educational at the same time as being, well, entertaining, I guess, maybe, something. I don't know. Some people say it's entertaining, but more educational. Eh, whatever. I'll be back. I'll go by volume. Kevin Show. Hey. It's the name of the show. Hey. More like radio, less like crap. Want more alcohol by volume? Because I'm kind of drunk for this. That shit nuts. Download past episodes at morelikeradio.org. Join the Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash alcohol by volume. Like the Facebook page, facebook.com slash MLR alcohol by volume. And follow along on Twitter at MLR underscore alcohol. I find your drunkenness very unappealing. I am drunk, or I wouldn't be talking to you. Talk Radio Meltdown. I literally think I got an Instagram. I think I posted one, possibly two photos, and I haven't touched the same. Both of beer. No, actually, uh, one of them was of uh, his I know balls. I- <laughs> <laughs> it never ends. <laughs> Talk Radio Meltdown every Friday from four to six p.m. Eastern on MoreLikeRadio.com. Hey, smokers, you stink! I'm not talking about your character. That's a given. I'm talking about your clothes. It's time to kick the butts and move over to something more pleasant. I'm talking about e-cigs from Smokeless Image. They're cheaper than cigarettes, don't smell, and are available in a wide variety of flavors ranging from mints, fruits, desserts, or the traditional tobacco flavors if that's what you want. Simply go to tinyurl.com slash mlrsmoke for all your vaping needs. That's tinyurl.com slash mlrsmoke. The Conti and Kenny Show. Real, real quick, Marianne in the chat room was like, "Do I know you, mud flaps? Never thought I'd ever ask a question like that." <laughs> no, that's me. <laughs> she must have been standing naked over a mirror on the floor. But a sing, but a sing. Do I know you, mud flaps? My gyno does. Open up. Here comes the here comes the uh, the, the the tongues. Here comes the old vagina salad tongues. <laughs> Come on, I see a crouton in there. <laughs> the Conti and Kenny Show, Monday nights, 7 to 10, on morelikeradio.com. Hey, are you absolute garbage? Let me guess, an alcoholic? A drug addict? When was the last time you were even out of your house? Well, why don't you join us for the Red Show? We're all about personal betterment and self-esteem. I want to do, uh, you know, maybe like uh, City Meets the Swamp, something, something. I hope it ends up with the fucking city getting eaten by a goddamn alligator. Ambassadors of peace at any income level. That's what we do here. We're all about olive branches. (laughs) No, you're a fucking white trash asshole. You're about olive fucking garden, okay? (laughs) (laughs) One thing we don't forget is how important our fans are. 
there anything more you want to say about any of these uh, cocksuckers that are listening? No, I don't think so. Okay. And we recognize the struggles and hardships of our friends. We don't give a fuck. I hope you <laughs> relapsed. Burn in hell, bull. Oh, my God. What are you I meant doing? I love you, bro. Get better. So come join us live Wednesday nights and experience functional substance abuse on The Red Show. Only on More Like Radio. You're doing some things with Enya, correct? I, I hope you end your life. Now get, off <laughs> now get off the microphone while I talk to my pal. Mr. Turtle, how many hosts does it take to make a podcast as good as the Shy Kids podcast? I ain't never made it through a whole episode. Ask Mr. Owl. Mr. Owl, how many hosts does it take to make a podcast as good as the Shy Kids podcast? Let's find out. A one, a two, a three. Three. How many hosts does it take to make a podcast as good as the Shy Kids podcast? The world may never know. I said three, motherfucker. The Shy Kids podcast. Saturdays, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific at morelikeradio.com. We are the Shy Kids. You know the way at the start of the last episode, we went through uh, different nationalities, you know, and now people know that we're Irish. <laughs> and now people know that we're all shite at accents as well. <laughs> but I was wondering, is it prejudice to not make fun of, like, all of the countries? Where are you going for here? We'll name check every country on the show, that way no one can be mad. How about that? I could do Swedish. Oh, yeah, fun. Birdie, birdie. <laughs> and to the Italians? Papa da poopy. Papa da poopy. <laughs> okay. To the Mexicans? The A-Man. Uh, Spain? <laughs> uh, Singapore? Oh. <laughs> Amazing. Australians? Cockerel to dog. No. You big loop, are you? No, that sounds That's like terrible. Limerick or something. <laughs> That's right, we never slide off the Irish, do we? Someone put a bomb in me potato. <laughs> there you go. OSW Review. All Irish, all racist. <laughs> Saturday's noon east. Join Halls and Rorschach as they bring you the news you need to get you through your weekend. Ollie, Ollie, can you hear me? Yes. <laughs> okay, Ollie, I'm outside right now. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's really boring hard out here. Uh, Sounds like it. Where are you at? Are you in Antarctica? <laughs> Wait a minute, Holly. I see somebody coming toward me. There's a, there's a man coming toward me. Hold on a second. What, you, what are you doing in my yard? I'm getting too old for this shit. guys, it's Halls from It's All About Me. Join Rorschach and myself every Saturday from noon to 2 Eastern Time right here on More Like Radio. Do you like video games? Are you a little antisocial? Well, listen to Antisocial Gamer Radio Tuesdays from 3 to 5 on morelikeradio.com. Have you ever wanted something so bad that you do just about anything for it? Well, that's exactly how we feel about you. 
That's right. AdamandEve.com wants you so bad. We're giving you 10 free gifts with your first order. You heard me right. That's 10 free gifts to spice up your love life. First, you'll get a sexy surprise for her. Second, an adventurous toy for him. And third, a little something we know you'll both enjoy. Plus, you'll get six full-length adult movies on DVD. And number 10, free shipping on your entire order. That's 10 free gifts for you shy types who've never tried Adam and Eve before. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item. It could be an adventurous new toy, a sexy piece of lingerie, or anything you desire. Just enter offer code DEAL48 at checkout and you'll get all 10 free gifts, including free shipping. That's offer code DEAL48. That's D-E-A-L-48 at adamandeve.com. Hey, you. Yes, you guessed 10,542. Change your username. And while you're in a more like radio live page listening to fine quality programming, notice the banner ad just slightly above the chat room. It's a link to something you want in Amazon. Click it. It's probably reminding you to order something you need from Amazon.com. Don't leave MLR and type the URL like a sucker. Just click the link and it'll open in a new window. This way you can buy your shit and continue listening to the show. Now, change your username. It's right there on the right, stupid. A ton of lineups stronger than Owen Hart's safety harness. More like Radio.com. Other internet radio stations are gay. You're listening to Alcohol by Volume on More Like Radio. I got a problem. You know that guy that I'm dating? Buster, your child bride? He's 20, okay? Not that it matters. Is he smooth all over? Did you take baths in the sink? I sent him a bunch of drunk texts last night. What? Mm. Oh, dear Lord. I know. I miss the way that your hands smell. You write an entire Jewel song in here? Is it from Pieces of You? You want to buy a rabbit with him? This isn't a text message, it's a freaking Russian novel. Okay, yeah. well, you know, what do I do? Text him one of the little yellow men, the, the emoticons, you know, with the, with, the fa- with the faces. I hate all of you. Welcome back to Alcohol by Volume here on More Like Radio. If you would like to join in the chat, if you're listening live, morelikeradio.com slash live. Come on in. And if you want to call in, 862-345-7125. Skype is alcohol by volume. <sighs> so I've, I've made the decision that um, I'm going to open this bottle of Mummy Train Pumpkin Ale tonight. Because I'm going to enjoy... Jesus Christ. Ah! Okay, I'm going to enjoy decent beer on my birthday and not be drinking any more of that 40. What I'm going to do with that 40, I got challenged, of course, for the uh, ALS Ice Bucket Challenge, which I am going to be shooting tomorrow. And, of course, you know, I'm going to have production value to it. I'm going to actually be shooting it with, uh, you know, two cameras and shit like that. I'm going to make it look good. And I'm actually going to show that I am letting the water turn into ice water. So I am going to put the... uh, I'm going to put the water in there. I'm going to put the ice in there. And then I'm going to let it sit for a bit. You know, shot of my clock or something like that to show time progressing, whatnot. Um, so I'm going to be doing that. But uh, to take care of the rest of this 40 of Old English, I will also be pouring that into the uh, bucket. So that'll go over my head too. So I'll be doing that tomorrow. Probably have it up on YouTube by Thursday. 
Um, and I, you, you know what? I'll probably keep the 40 close to the back of the fridge so it gets really, really cold. So that'll uh, not really affect the, the temperature of the ice water all that much as I pour it in. Um, or I could just pour it in when I pour the water in. Whatever. Eh, fuck it. You guys don't care. You'll watch the video. You'll watch the video because I tell you to. Uh, so um, this, um, you know, every now and then I like to um, report on different beer-related Kickstarters that are out there. Th there was one that I uh, donated to a while back that I actually completely forgot about. And it was supposed to be some kind of um, like hangover remedy that I think you add to your beer the night that you're drinking, something like that. I don't even fucking remember. I, I think I you know, threw in like 10 bucks or whatever, and I get two samples of the stuff. Uh, the last time I got an email from them was maybe about two weeks ago. So it, I, the Kickstarter finished, and they're going through with it all. But this is another Kickstarter that I am extremely tempted to... Um, wait, what? <laughs> um, I'm extremely tempted to kick into this Kickstarter, but I'm, I'm going to kind of see how it goes. And in fact, let me see if I have the uh, Kickstarter page up. Because I know since I did my prep, I think it probably updated slightly. There we go, Kickstarter. At least I'm hoping it did. Um, not, uh, ah, damn, it's still the same amount. So this, this, one might, this one might be a little rough. It is called, um, well, I got this from techoven.com, by the way called the Nuevo Bar Automatic Cocktail Maker, and it heads to Kickstarter. Uh, it has 1,500 preloaded recipes in this thing. The cheapest version will set you back around uh, $228. They didn't have exact amounts because um, that Kickstarter is uh, based in Canada. It works in conjunction with your smartphone and the Nuevo Bar app to mix the drinks via Bluetooth and uh, Wi-Fi. Dennis wants me to say cocktail again, but he wants me to say it slower. C cocktail. Is that better? It was kind of slow at first, right? I know your fucking plans there, Dennis. Besides, if you, you can probably get me saying cock at any other point anyway, so there you go. Um, 7.04, that good enough for you? So the cheapest version will set you back to $228. There's an early bird price of $246. You can get the touchscreen model that can be used sans smartphone, and it's pre-programmed with drinks. There are 42... 42? Oh, and welcome to the chat, Roy Black on Crack. Chat is, chat is going good again tonight. I, I've, been, I've been doing good the past few weeks. Oh, see, Dennis wanted me to say it sexily, like cocktail. Something like that. Or, um... Or I could go with this, uh... Oh, yeah. Cocktail. Mm -hmm. Cocktail maker. Nuevo bar. Cocktail maker. Yeah, something like that, I'm assuming. <laughs> Jesus. Um, so let's see. <laughs> And D just came. Uh, so 42 days left to go in this campaign to raise 15,000 Canadian. It currently only has 10 backers at uh, $2,870 Canadian. 
and I know exactly what you're talking about, Siobhan. She says, uh, for some reason, she got reminded of the old Eggo Waffle commercials. I do remember those. God damn. See, now, damn, this is this is the name of the show, sidetracking. Um, Eggo Waffle. Um, oh, I want commercial. Uh, and I'm just trying to remember which which one it was. God damn. Um, ah, there, there, there are too many to pick from here. Jesus Christ, there were, there were Eggos in 1981? Apparently, a 1981 Eggo Waffle commercial from Canada. Um, damn. I, 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 I can't go through all these. If somebody, if somebody finds the one that is like the, the, I don't want to say erotic Eggo, but that's probably about the, um, the, the best, um, <laughs> best descriptor there somebody finds that post in the chat mm. so anyway um let's see so they're they're not they're not particularly close on the uh, on the goal for this but again 40 uh, I'm sorry not 42 41 days left to go on this so there are six pumps included in the base version they got two for external bottles that you can have outside the unit and then there are four for an internal supply of liquor mixer whatever you need there uh it's portable weighs only 20 pounds filled up it can actually run on battery power via battery pack to add to the portability i actually have a picture of the interior here to kind of give you a little bit of an idea of what they're thinking here so i'll post that in the chat uh you see the two pumps for external liquor bottles uh four liquor slots there for you know and you know the, there are the four pumps there the electronics compartment up front so a pretty you know pretty simplistic uh setup inside there um so via the stick the kickstarter page the current state of nuevo bar is uh they say we're done prototyping the nuevo bar and have tested it to its limit the product project is at the finalization point where we already got in touch with our distributors we found the best distributors for our products and are proud to count them as support. I can't fucking say distributors right now. Goddamn. Uh, electronics have been designed by professionals and will be widely available to be bought by makers. We ordered the CNC needed for machining the casing and injection molding. If we reach a minimum of $250,000 as the mold itself cost over $30,000. Jesus. But if we reach this much, the cost of the Nuevo Bar could drop for future development and improvement. The app is done, but we want to let you guys uh, have the opportunity to add your personal touch. The cocktails database count over 1,500 recipes, which makes our project project ahead of our competitors and free to use for everyone. So, like I said, th this is this is a Kickstarter that I would be very, very, very tempted to support. Um, I, I'm shit at making cocktails. Um, and yeah, uh, th this would make it easy as hell, provided I had the spirits necessary to do it. Um, and honestly, I want to slowly build myself a fully stocked bar of the basics anyway. You know, uh, um, simple syrup and you know stuff like that. Um, you know, obviously you need you, know, you need your base vodka, you need your rum. Um, eh, I guess not not so much whiskey. Um, why does Dennis want me to say cocktail slower? I already I already said it sexily, um, and apparently D got off on that. So, um, I mean, jeez, Dennis, 
hard man to please, so... Cocktail. Oh wait, it's not clean, because there's a music bed behind me. Oh damn. Haha. I will not fall into your trap, motherfucker. Um... Where the hell was I? Uh, let's see. Oh, okay, yeah. So I'm, I'm going to keep an eye on this Kickstarter. It, if it looks like it's getting closer to hitting that $15,000 Canadian goal, I may very well throw my hat in the ring, probably much to the uh, chagrin of my wife. But come on, it'd be an awesome addition to my studio where I can just sit here and make mixed drinks for myself while I'm on the show. And Dennis admits he is a hard man to please. Oh, wait. Son of a bitch! <laughs> God damn it! I knew he was... Ugh. Should have known it when he uh, when he uh, capitalized that. Ugh. Bad, 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 bad. But uh, if, if you're interested in checking out this Kickstarter, um, look on um, kickstarter.com. It's in Nuevo Bar, N-U-E-V-O Bar. Um, if you want the whole URL, kickstarter.com slash projects slash Nuevo Bar slash Nuevo Bar dash creative dash cocktail. Um, there, there's a, a minimum pledge of a dollar, so it's not bad. You'll get access to all the news related to Nuevo Bar. Uh, $5 or more, uh, you get a Nuevo Bar bottle opener. 25 bucks or more, and this is all Canadian. Uh, the Nuevo Glass, a set of four cocktail glasses made to be a perfect fit with your brand new Nuevo Bar. Uh, let's see. Uh, $45 or more. The Battery Pack, only available on Kickstarter, so you can bring your Nuevo Bar with you wherever you go. Uh, $250 Canadian. Uh, the Basic Nuevo Bar with all the power of the full version, but without the touchscreen, you can still use it to its full potential using a smartphone, blah, blah, blah. Now, estimated delivery on this is... Uh, December 2014, too. So that is actually kind of cool. 270 is the early bird special. So uh, the full Nuevo bar with the touchscreen. 42 of 50 left on that one, though. There's eight backers on there. 299, the non-early bird special, I guess, for the for the touchscreen one. 330, Nuevo bar, which touch, with touchscreen and battery pack. And then just kind of goes on from there. And you get... Um, uh, Nuevo bar that holds 15 bottles and has a 7-inch touchscreen and stuff like that. Then uh, there's a beta tester program, uh, 460 or more. Get your full Nuevo bar before everyone else does. Have access to early updates as well as personalized gifts. I, If I'm going to contribute, I'm not going that far. In fact, I don't even think I necessarily need the touchscreen one. I'd be happy with the, uh, the non-touchscreen version. Use it with the smartphone. But uh, we'll see. If, uh, if it gets closer... I uh, I will potentially be you know tossing in a couple hundred bucks on that. See what happens. Um, <laughs> God damn it, Dennis. Uh, see, uh, right back on crack says probably great to make cocktails at home. You only need a supply of palm sugar, coconut water, limes. Eh, coconut water is easier to come by here. I mean, I would I. I I would be drinking cocktails all the time, and I'm not saying it any slower than that. I just say cocktails, cocktails, cocktails. That's it. You're not going to be able to fucking edit that, Dennis. God damn it. Um, but I, I would make I would make more cocktails if I could. Um, but I suck at them, and I don't have the materials. And of course, Siobhan says she 
would have a problem with the touch screen she thinks yeah that that might be that might be a little difficult for you uh i'm actually kind of surprised that they haven't even proposed a lower like just kind of not necessarily a push button model but i guess if they're if they're storing like 1500 recipes uh, i guess a touch screen is kind of the way to go unless you have I guess maybe I I would almost think like kind of a, a microwave setup where recipes are assigned a code and you punch in that code to do it something like that I don't know you, you would think they'd have some sort of contingency especially with the touchscreen model if the touchscreen dies on it perhaps I don't know and I'm not chugging Dennis that beer is going over my head and I use the term beer loosely because that shit is not beer and it's not tasty and it's uh, it's not fit for man nor beast nor a 35 year old man because uh yeah that's the kind of shit i would have been drinking when i was 15 and no more no more no more um let's see what do i got next here Ooh, you know what i'm seeing a link here ah uh, shandy popsicles see if this is anything interesting here. Uh, uh, Summer Shandy, blah, blah, blah. Uh, London-based brewery. Lickalix Hopsicles, available in two flavors. Blackberry Shandy and Lemon and Bergamot Shandy. Interesting. Uh, uh, but this is, uh, this is London only, UK only, so not, not, not big on my listenership here, but... Um, what the fuck? Okay. Let me get back to the next article that I had here. Um, another one from boozy.com. They actually, they've they've come up with, um, oh, okay. You're like Okay. Yeah. Siobhan says um, she can braille like martini or stuff. So she could. Yeah. So, I mean, that would, that would, they would have to figure out something with that, but I don't know. I guess, I guess it's not, I guess it's not a wide enough market they're concerned with, but mm. Uh, okay, from boozy.com. Solve drunken hunger problems with a munchie box. Now, one of my problems when drinking is always that... Jesus Christ, this coaster is falling apart on me. Uh, when, when drinking, particularly on show nights, is that I want to eat shitty food afterward. If, I have, if I've had a lot of beer, my willpower goes down... And I will consume well beyond my allotted, daily allotted calories. And then I have to bust ass for the rest of the week trying to bring myself back down to a normal level. Well, in Scotland, they apparently have something called a munchie box. Again, from boozy.com. When you're drinking, you got to eat, yet your decision-making skills may not be at an all-time high. You may settle on a large order of Waffle House hash browns loaded with jalapenos if you're drinking in proximity to such an establishment. That sounds fucking delicious right now. But what if you're elsewhere in the world? Perhaps you're experiencing life in Scotland when the drunken hunger hits and it is necessary to feed your belly beast right then and there. What's a hungry drunk to do? Get a munchie box. That is what. A Scottish treasure, the munchie box, is essentially a bunch of cheap fast foods crammed into a pizza box for your dining pleasure. Uh, contained within the box are items such as fried chicken, onion rings, coleslaw, kebab meat, french fries, and even actual pizza at times. For those watching their figure like me, 
salad is sometimes included as well. Yeah, because because um, you want uh, you want salad with your with your pizza and your chicken wings and everything and your fries and onion rings, right? Yeah, but we got uh, image here and. Um, you probably I post it in the chat, but it's a it's a long image. You'll probably want to enlarge it. <laughs> yeah, but some examples of the of the munchie box. Um, and like I said, you know, always one of my problems. After this, this would be this would be perfect for me if if uh, they were able to deliver something like this to my house. Oof, I I would be in big fucking trouble. I mean, thankfully. My wife can't drive for the next couple of weeks after giving birth, so I won't be gorging myself on Taco Bell or White Castle or Wendy's post-show. Although, if I remember correctly, the uh, local diner just down the street does deliver now. I just got to remember the URL for their delivery service. Hmm. See, okay, damn it. Now I want fucking disco fries. God, shit. Um, plus I have a Domino's right across the street if I'm really desperate and fat Kev overwhelms me and I just want to eat some shitty pizza. But this whole munchie box idea actually gives me an idea to perhaps create my own munchie boxes and possibly made of stuff that's not necessarily going to make me hate myself in the morning while I'm shitting my guts out, right? Um, I mean, you know, th throw popcorn, uh, mixed nuts, um... I don't know, gummies, get your sweet and salty kind of thing going there. You know, I don't necessarily need, you know, greasy fries and all that kind of shit, but something, something like that. I think that would be a, a great idea for me. But uh, the initiative, the motivation, I don't know. M most days I'm motivated before noon and then afternoon everything just is gone. And yes, I, I do the, um, <laughs> well, the image came up here, Dennis. Uh, and yes, I do the lisp a little bit too well. I admit that. Yes. I had to do it to uh, to scare off people in high school. Yes, because uh, they'd be like, hey, faggot. And I'd be like, oh, you're just pissed because I won't let you fuck me. And then they'd run off all scared and homophobic. And then I'd find out years later that they were gay. So uh, Dennis saying, I still cannot fucking believe you're saying no to old English, but you drank four fucking pitchers of Budweiser last year. I did I was not consciously drinking those pictures of Budweiser. I, I drank the first one, and then after that, I was just on autopilot. I mean, honestly, if they had had, I don't know, if it had been Sam Adams, I would have been drinking pictures of Sam Adams, and I would have been on autopilot there. I am trying to behave for my birthday because I am now closer to 40 than I am to 30. And that really doesn't make much of a difference because Dennis is older than me anyway, but eh, whatever. Um... Oh, and uh, I have something else, an example of something that uh, drunken hunger would inevitably make me eat. It is, I'll post the image here in the chat. It is Jaeger poutine created by a restaurant in Montreal. Bacon, caramelized red onion, cheese curds, and homemade Jägermeister sauce served over french fries served in half of a recycled Jägermeister bottle. I think the being served in the half Jägermeister bottle, that that lends it that perfect touch. But 
I, I, I have yet to have genuine poutine anyway. I figure next time, uh, next time I'm in Canada, which who the fuck knows when that'll be, but because there's never any poutine around here. I know in the Detroit area there are some places that are serving genuine poutine, but closest thing I can get out here is disco fries, which, god damn it, still sounds really good. They won't freaking deliver. I'm, I, I'll walk down to the goddamn diner. It's not that far. I'm going to walk there. I think I've done it before, haven't I? Anyway, that's the gas station I walked to. Uh, but the, eh, the diner is like maybe 200 feet past that. And if I end up dead on the road, well, you know, I'll, I'll die drunk, whatever. So, yeah. Uh, what else I got here? Well, geez, I was confident in my prep. But I've burned through a lot of stuff today, so uh, let me see what else I got here. Seven beers to look for in a bottle trade. Um, I've done n- not not one to one bottle trades, but more of a you know grab a six pack and maybe a bomber. You know stuff I sent to Brent, stuff I've sent to Mitch, stuff that's gotten sent back to me. Uh, bottle trades are pretty cool. Now these are these are ones that you are probably going to have a tough time grabbing in a bottle trade because you're going to have to have something rare in your area to send back, but if you're doing a bottle trade and somebody offers this to you and they accept whatever you're offering, take it. Do it. Um, so this is from AmericanCraftBeer.com. This is from Founders Brewing, but probably not the one you're expecting. Founders Brewing CBS. Chances are you've already heard about their KBS, Kentucky Breakfast Stout, a strong stout laced with coffee, chocolate, and vanilla overtones. I have been lucky enough to have had one of those courtesy of my friend Nicole. Um, And actually, she would be perfect to nominate for the Ice Bucket Challenge. (laughs) Mwahaha. Aged in oak bourbon barrels for 12 months, the Canadian Breakfast Stout, CBS, ups the ante as it's aged in bourbon barrels that also once contained maple syrup. Last brewed in 2011 as part of their rare backstage series. It's a tough one to pry from the fingers of hoarders. The rumor has it they be, may be making it again. That one's 10.6% ABV, so that's a good kick to that one. Um, the next one here is from the brewery out of Placentia, California. It's their Black Tuesday a celebrated behemoth of gargantuan proportions, this imperial stout is aged in bourbon barrels for over 12 months and imparts flavors of vanilla, burnt caramel. Now, that's a, that's a nice addition there. Oaks, prunes, and anise. If you live in California, you can lock down a bottle each year if you join their Preservation Society, released once a year in October. Hmm, who do I know that lives in California? Although probably nowhere near uh, Placentia, but I don't know. I, I I know I know at least one person in California. Maybe I don't know. Maybe she could get a hold of a bottle. Who knows? Um, let's see. Crooked Stave Artisan Beer Project, the Saint Breda Summer. Uh, by far the lightest beer on the list. Crooked Stave's white beer boasts 100% Brettanomyces yeast and an accompanying citrus fruit that changes each spring and summer. Last year's batch featured blood oranges. These guys are truly artisan brewers. And most anything they make is going to be tough to find, though worth the search, 5.5% ABV. Uh, Three Floyds Brewing, Dark Lord, Imperial Stout. You'll notice some of these some of these are, are beers you pro- you've probably heard in passing, 
that you're familiar with, but you don't really, you've never seen them, obviously. Uh, the Pride of the Midwest, Three Floyds, has been cranking out some of the most cherished styles in the country. This Russian Imperial Stout is so popular, they have a whole day devoted to its release in April, the only time it's released each year. Brewed with coffee, vanilla, and sugar or molasses, it's likely going to rule your world if you can obtain it. 15% ABV. So another another heavy hitter there. Ah, D says she knows people in California too. See, they, they, need, to, they need to get us some bottles of Black Tuesday because I would really, really enjoy those. Uh, Degard Brewing, their Ber- uh, Berliner Westbeer series. Difficult to get your hands on anything from this small batch brewery who specializes in spontaneously fermented sours on the north coast of Oregon. If it wasn't for the fact that I don't want to move west and north, Oregon would be fucking fantastic for me, beer-wise at least. Uh, just a few weeks back, they released uh, five varieties of their Boo Berliner... Ugh. Boo Berliner Weiss beer series, including boysenberry, peach, raspberry, blackberry, and cherry. Oh, god damn. While you can guarantee access to their phenomenal crafts via their limited Keepers membership, signups only happen twice a year, can only be completed in person, Yep. and sales are only out of their brewery. 4.2% to 5.5% ABV. That's the problem with a lot of these. You can join these clubs... But if you're not local and you cannot show up locally at the brewery, there's no point. Um, I want to say, I think I, I think Cigar City in Florida has a kind of club like that too. But again, they're not shipping this stuff. You got to be there to get the stuff. Uh, next one on here: Russian River Brewing Temptation. While Russian River may be known for its celebrated Pliny offerings, there's also high demand for their series of barrel-aged sours. You see, the sours are in high demand. Chief among them is one of the toughest... Excuse me. And one of the toughest to procure would have to be their Chardonnay Barrel-Aged Sour Blonde Ale. Uh, Aged 9 to 15 months and chock-full of Brettanomyces yeast, as well as Lactobacillus and Pediococcus. That sounds dirty for some reason. Um... Let's see. If you love sours, you can't go wrong with this one. 7.5% ABV. And then the last one on this list is from... Okay, uh, D says uh, Placentia is near Disney, she thinks. Okay. I'll have to, I'll have to map some things out here. Uh, let's see. Uh, last one here from Westbrook Brewing, Mexican Cake. This is another one I, I've seen pop up on different sites here and there. Um, just as one that people want. Uh, Only released twice to celebrate their anniversary, Westbrook has created an elusive monster that most every collector craves. An imperial stout aged on cocoa nibs, uh, vanilla beans, cinnamon sticks, and fresh habanero peppers. It's tough to come by considering its limited release and the propensity for hoarding, of course. 10.5% ABV. So obviously, this wasn't all like the Pliny, Pliny the Elders and Hetty Topper and stuff like that. Um, I don't know, I guess... You could, you know, Pliny the Elder, Pliny the Younger, Hey Topper. Those are, you know, those are probably like the A-side beers, and these are all the B-sides where, you know, a little bit more deep tracks, but just as good to listen to slash drink. I don't know if the music analogy really, really worked there, but uh, whatever. Um, and, and another list for you here. Um, this kind of, go- this goes a bit into the highly sought-after beers, but this doesn't have to do with beer trade. Beer trades. These are actually beer sales. And up until recently, 
I know there was a black market for selling these rare beers on eBay. Um, I think they shut down sales back in 2012, I think. But the the current uh, clearinghouse for that, I believe, yeah, okay, yeah, they are definitely still up, and it is it is kind of crazy. But uh, mybeerseller.com, unless you want to cry at some of the prices, don't go there. Oy. Um, I mean, it, it's it's collectible stuff. And w- what's actually kind of cool in terms of a historical aspect, they have uh, categories on this site for bottles 1600 to 1850, bottles 1851 to 1864. Now, I'm not seeing anything in those last two categories yet. Okay, we got one here, uh, post-American Civil War, um, 1865 to 1919. There is a Dai Nippon Brewing Embossed Green Bottle, which is kind of cool looking. Black Glass Ale Bottle uh, from 1870, 1880. Uh, from the early 1900s, Independent Brewing Company in Detroit, Michigan. Uh, things like that, seventy-five bucks, forty-five bucks, twenty-three bucks. So if you're if you're a bottle collector, things like that. But uh, are they actually? Yeah, okay. They are actually selling beers here, though. Um, let's see here. We get into bottles, two thousand one to now. Okay, yeah, here we go. Goose Island Bourbon County. Uh was it uh, bottle number four two oh seven of Goose Island Bourbon County Rare has been in the cellar since I bought it on Black Friday twenty ten. Stuff from the brewery here, a couple things. Lost Abbey, uh, batch one and batch three of Avery Rumpkin. So uh, three Floyd's Dark Lord, uh, two thousand nine two thousand ten. Surly twenty ten Darkness. That one's going for sixty bucks. So I mean stuff like that. Like if there's something you're really really after, this could be cool. Um, wow. Like, three, uh, Hunapu's Imperial Stouts. I mean, you remember the catastrophe of, uh, Hunapu's Day. 225 bucks. Jesus Christ. Um, Brewery Reserve Society Barrel Age 3-Pack. Brewery 2013 Sour 5-Pack for 225. Oh, why am I looking at this? This is just... I, I, I can't afford this shit. Jesus Christ. Um... Oh, wow. Jolly Pumpkins, La Roja, Grand Reserve. Oh, I love regular La Roja. I can only imagine how good the Grand Reserve is, but I get mybeerseller.com. They're not a sponsor, but they're fucking making me drool. Jesus Christ. But anyway, this list from Draft Mag, eight black market beer prices that are kind of really out there. Um... Let's see. Uh, a lot of relevant topics pop up when you talk about secondhand online beer sales. Uh, few of which I'm interested in exploring today: legality, hoarding mentality, profiteering, etc. Uh, what we're most struck by is the asking price for some of these beers and beer collections. Not the typical thirty, forty, and fifty dollar bottles listed throughout the site, but say the twenty-four hundred dollar listing for a rare ten-year-old bottle of Cantillion. Who buys that? So, the first one they got here on crazy asking prices. $500 for what I am inevitably going to mispronounce, but maybe not. Uh, Drie Fontenen Oud Lambiek. Uh, 
said the description for sale is a bottle of Dre Fontenien Four Year Oud Lambeac. Uh, there were only a couple hundred of these bottles released at the Sour and Bitter Festival in Belgium. Bottles were never for sale to go. It's one of the only bottles that is 100% Armand brewed. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, most is Lambic bought from Cantillon, Boone, etc. and blended by Armand. So apparently um, pretty rare, properly cellared since purchase. So it's $500 for that one bottle. How about this one? Maybe a little bit more accessible in terms of what we know. Mixed Goose Island Collection. Twelve hundred dollars. Let's see, Juliet uh, Bourbon County Coffee, uh, Bourbon County Number One Two Five Three, Madame Rose, Pepe Nero, Lolita. All this, a lot of stuff. Um, Stored properly in a stone cellar at a constant temperature. Lots of rare numbered pieces. Twelve hundred for that. This is one I actually wasn't familiar with. This particular beer before I even saw the list. Uh, fourteen hundred fifty dollars. Sam Adams Millennium. Um, let's see. Uh, bottle is part of a my personal. Is that even a word? Brew, uh, Bruyana collection. Seven, more than seven thousand bottles, more than twelve hundred glasses. Jesus Christ! Which I put together between nineteen ninety six and two thousand eight. See, I fucking hate people with money like that. God damn it. In 2008, I developed some health issues which stopped me from expanding my collection. Um, I don't know, did your liver fail? For a few years, I hoped some health improvement didn't happen. Finally, decided to sell my collection out to let people fully enjoy it and supplement my medical expenses. So, 1999 Sam Adams Millennium. Uh, Looks like it comes in a wood box. I don't even know what Sam Adams Millennia is. Uh, Maybe, I'm, I'm guessing it might be a predecessor to Utopias. Because back in 99, I don't think Utopias had uh, had started off then. Uh, $1,800. Listed as my whole cellar. Um, CBS, King Henry, Vintage Bigfoot, Bourbon Counties, Russian River, Brewery, Firestone Walker, etc. Pickup only. <laughs> Crazy. I, if I spent $1,800 on beer, I mean, keep in mind, I mean, I spend more than that in an entire year, but if I spend $1,800 in one fell swoop, my wife would have mm, probably pretty legitimate reason to just divorce me then and there. Mm. Uh, 2250 Murdered Out Stout. I'm not even familiar with that. Barrel-aged batch, 9000 and more. Um, I'm seeing uh, Dark Lord, uh, uh, Surly Darkness, 2008, 2009. Um, wow, Jesus. Uh, twenty three ninety five for one bottle of Cantillon Loric. Wow, release year two thousand three. Then you got forty eight hundred for a Dark Lord and Goose Island collection. Uh, and then let's see, this looks like two bottles. Ten thousand dollars for Cantillon Don Quixote and more. And the description is actually kind of funny. This listing is largely in jest, but certainly legit if someone wants to pay the price. Uh, acquired at the source in October 2010. Uh, and then the other one, uh, Selecti C, whatever that is, uh, Fontanen Selecti C Guise. Um, acquired at a Tokyo bottle shop in January 2007. Both cellared since purchase in a legit 1,000 bottle temperature controlled wine cellar. Jesus Christ. That is. Ugh. 
again, the, the most the most I'm ever going to pay for a beer is my Sam Adams Utopias, and that is lasting me a good goddamn long while. Um, aside from that, probably the most I've ever paid for a you know a regular bottle of beer is probably there was there was a Sam Adams. I'm, I'm trying to remember what the name of it was. It it, it I know there's like those higher end. Um, like 750 milliliter bottles of the Sam Adams stuff. But there was one that was even up from that. And I think I like paid 35 or 40 bucks for it. And at the time I did not really enjoy it. I probably would have appreciated it more now, but I was, I was more novice with my beer enjoyment and I shouldn't have jumped into something like that so quickly. Um, God damn it. it it's, it's going to bug me what that is. I'll have to look that up later. Yeah, I know chat's gone quiet. That, that, that does seem to, Around like the seven thirty, seven forty hour, it, it it does tend to lull down. I don't know if I lose momentum or if everybody runs off to grab food because I started talking food at that point. Anything's possible. Um, I don't know. I may I may get into the more boring shit in the hour, uh, second hour. I don't know. But hey, if I get you to download the show and at least listen to the first hour, eh, give me a chance in the second hour and I'll see what I can do. Um. Uh, I might as well bump myself into one more list here before I move into the new beer releases and reveals for the week. Some of these are things I've been sitting on for a while, and I thought I was, I don't know, I, th- I thought I was knocking out of the park with prep this week, but I, I'm apparently, my mouth is running like a speed demon tonight, so that happens. Um, and that's what happens when you have a solo show sometimes. You, you, you move through the stuff so quick, Pacing is especially important when you're running solo. I, I know Ashley from Antisocial Gamer Radio, the show on before me, he probably has to deal with that. Um, um, Sir Darkside, who is on my time now after me, may not have to deal with that as much because he gets to have music as a bit of a buffer, but solo show, it ain't easy. Ain't easy. But uh, this last list for you for this week Again, this is one I've been sitting on for a while, but I thought it was amusing enough. Um, it's from College Humor. I very rarely get stuff from College Humor, but this one, it it, it, it gets the whole craft beer thing here. Um, the Complete Guide to the Craft Beer at Your Local Bar. Again, this is collegehumor.com, so be ready you know, for certain things here. Uh, the first one, Angry Goat Face Hop Fuck IPA. Sick of all those weak-ass beers with barely any hop flavor? So are we. That's why the brewers at Angry Goat Face made this seriously hoppy IPA. The Hop Fuck. It'll fuck your face with hops. Take a sip. It's like someone pulling out your tongue, your, uh, yeah, pulling your tongue out of your mouth with a pair of rusty pliers. 90% of you will hate this beer, but 10% of you will love it more than anything else and never shut up about it. That's our promise to you. And that does seem to be uh, a, an astute uh, assessment of a lot of some of the, you know, oh, we're the hoppiest IPA. No, we're the hoppiest IPA out there. I enjoy a hoppy IPA these days, but, you know, sometimes sometimes there is such a thing as too much. Um, this is next one is sadly true as well. Basically soda, raspberry lambic, the sweet 
taste of fruit, the sugary smack of berries, the saccharine flavor of rasp. These are just some of the flavors you'll experience with one sip of basically soda raspberry lambic. Fruit forward with undertones of more fruit. This beer will set you on an adventure through flavors ranging from syrupy to cloying. Is this even a beer, you'll ask? You tell us. And I will admit, there, there have been some lambics that I've had that they're so easy drinking and sweet. You have no idea you're drinking an alcoholic beverage. But they're so goddamn good. The the good lambics still have some bite to them, but there are some somewhere that the sweetness just overshadows everything else. So you got to be careful with that. Those those are dangerous ones. Um. um wait, uh, I'm still hearing that. Fuck your face with hops. Uh, <laughs> um, the one before the um. Was it the the angry goat face hop fuck IPA, and then the next one was basically soda raspberry lambic, and then the next one I'm going here, steel cabin not bud lager. Are you confused by this menu and looking for a boring shitty beer? Try steel cabin not bud lager, a truly uninspired lager that tastes suspiciously like Budweiser but is not Budweiser. This beer will please both craft beer fans who will fool themselves into thinking this is better than Bud, and craft beer neophytes who just want something familiar like a Bud. But it's not a bud. It's not bud. Eight dollars. Uh, let's see. Jesus Christ. There are a lot on here. I'm happy with this article. Forgot how good this was. Maverick, hoppier than hopfuck, Imperial IPA. Angry Goatface wants you to believe that hopfuck is the hoppiest IPA on the market. Well, it fucking isn't. Fuck them for saying it and fuck you for believing it. Maverick, hoppier than hopfuck, Imperial IPA is specifically crafted to put those lying sons of bitches in their place and show you what a hoppy beer is supposed to be like. This beer is like an evil genie. You wish for hops and then boom, more hops than you could have ever wanted. You drink it and everything you touch turns to hops. Even your daughter, who you love more than anything else in the world. And then you're like, oh no, this isn't what I wanted. You twisted my wish against me. And then we'll laugh in your stupid fucking face. Fuck you and fuck angry goat face. That is an angry, angry beer. But, um, fuck, um... I'm, oh, Jesus Christ, I'm forgetting the name of the brewer now. Um, the one in, uh, they're in the UK, and they do uh, Brewdog. Brewdog kind of comes across like that sometimes. Um, <laughs> See, and that's, that's a perfect line for a promo. Fuck your face with hops. I'll have to isolate that one for later. Uh, tin Gorilla Mocha Pumpernickel Molasses Stout. Take a sip. Now you know what brown tastes like. <laughs> uh, uh, Barton Brothers, something weird like, oh, I don't know, Fish Heads Ale. Uh, let me put on a good voice for this one. We here at Barton Brothers, huh, well, we're a pretty crazy bunch. We don't believe in rules and standards and not getting attention. That's why we made this beer that's part of a long line of weird-ass beers. All of our weird-ass beers have something weird in it. What's this one? Fish heads? Sure, okay, we put fish heads in it. Fish head ale, because why not? Don't drink it if you don't want to. Be a boring, closed-minded conformist. We don't care. We're just going to keep doing our thing like the revolutionary free spirits we are. <sighs> Need a drink before this next one. Angry goat face. Fuck you, Maverick. Handful of hops on a bottle. 
I know Maverick Brewers didn't just try and start something with us. Are you kidding me with this hoppier than hot fuck bullshit? You seriously think you can compete with us? You might as well be some flannel clad beard asshole with a homebrew kitty got for Christmas. Fucking amateurs. Here. Here's just a bunch of hops in a bottle. And that bottle is made of hops. That's right. It's not even beer. Just a big handful of hops. We're the hop kings. We are hop gods. I feel like I just did a fucking wrestling promo there. Jesus Christ. Good thing I don't have camera going here. Oof. Um... Which uh, which name did you need? Uh, <laughs> which name did you need, Dennis? Uh, the uh, the Tin Gorilla Mocha Pumpernickel Molasses Stout. Uh, let's see, we got Granite Face Pump Toberfest Winter Spice Blackberry Spremers Wheat Seasonal Ale. <laughs> oh, I feel better now. Now I want Disco Fry still. Ah, uh, oh, the march of time. The leaves are doing something, or maybe not, as we start to leave last season and enter this particular season. Now is the perfect time for Granite Face's Pumptoberfest Winter Spice Blackberry Spremer Wheat Seasonal Ale. With weather like the weather is being, you're sure to feel refreshed, or warmed, possibly, by our expertly crafted seasonal ale that is the best ale to drink in whatever season it happens to be right now. And with the, uh, seasonal creep of different beers, that, uh, is very accurate. Uh, let's see. Spotted Frog, Crazy High Alcohol, Barley Wine. Are you making your decision based solely on what will get you the most drunk for the least amount of money? Why not try this one? Our Crazy High Alcohol, Barley Wine is not very good, but it has the highest ABV on this list, which is probably the first thing you noticed anyway. Now that's alcohol you can believe in. Uh, Shrumpf, Banana and Coriander, Belgian Triple. Um... (laughs) Shrump specializes in traditional Abbey beers like this Belgian ale. Our banana and coriander triple has notes of banana and coriander, but in a completely different and much better way from every other Belgian ale. Um, oh boy. Uh, I need another drink here. Uh, well, you know what? Um, Dennis wants me to read the next one in a Chinese accent. And... This this may be a little bit weird in a Chinese accent, but eh, why not? C- because this is another response. It's Maverick. Oh no, we've gone too far. What have we done? Continuously hop disaster. Apparently, they got a Chinese guy working there. Please, if you're reading this, please try to help. Something something had gone terribly wrong. We tried to make something so hoppy it was hoppier than even a pile of hops, but we made something terrible. Something that more monster than hops. We never meant for it to end like this. Blood! Blood and humps everywhere! May God have mercy on us all! Is that good for you there, Dennis? <sighs> Always gotta go with a little bit of racism. Um, and, oh, and D wants to ban the combination of bananas and beer. It sounds disgusting. Try Wells Banana Bread Beer just once. Just once. And and, and you don't even have to get the four-pack. You can get the one... Um, shit. I... Uh, I think it's like a. I think it's about a sixteen ounce bottle. Try it. I think if you don't finish it, Maria Royce will probably finish it. Wells Banana Bread Beer. Um, honestly, I can't even remember if Dennis is for or against that one because I know he's not particularly into the more fruit based beers. But okay, yeah, okay. Dennis says Wells Banana Bread Beer is fan fucking tastic, and Dennis is. And no offense to Dennis. Dennis is very picky with his beers. 
So if he's saying that, yeah, okay, he's saying it here. I'm usually the first one trashing Kevin's faggot fruity flavored beers. Wells banana bread beer is fucking awesome. If you, even if you don't think the combination of bananas and beer is good, try it once. It was, that was probably one of the very first craft beers that I ever had. And that just, that, that won me over completely. So I'm fully endorsing that today. And Dennis is endorsing it as well. And uh, that says a lot. And it honestly does. Because like I said, Dennis is, I wouldn't say picky. I'm say, I'd say selective. Selective. That's a nicer way of saying it. And the last one in this article, Twin Forks Obligatory Red Ale. This is just a well-made, balanced red ale. You probably won't order it because there's nothing particularly unusual about it. Pretty tasty, though. That's seriously, it's every 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 beer menu out there now. Um, well, I got 10 minutes left, so it is probably about a good time for me to get into the uh, new beer releases and reveals for the week, for which I don't still have a bumper yet, but eh, one of these days I'll do it. Ah, uh, post this in image here in the chat. This is a bit of a different one. Um, Community Beer Company's Funnel Cake Ale. It's being showcased at the Texas State Fair next month, the first beverage ever to be a finalist in the fried food category. It's brewed with English malts, which give it a bready characteristic. It's aged over vanilla beans, which results in a light and airy drink, like a funnel cake. And it's very easy drinking, even comes with a powdered sugar rim. It's going to be available in a limited capacity at the Texas State Fair next month, which starts September 26th and runs through uh, October 19th. Um, and going back to uh, a uh, brewery that I mentioned before, the brewery. And that's always, oops, that's always a bit confusing with that uh, particular <laughs> brewery. But the brewery out of uh, Placentia, California. Um, and here we go. Uh, Seven Swans of Swimming. It is the first uh, 2014 release in the 12 Days of Christmas series from the brewery. Not a whole lot to say about it, except that it's a Belgian-style quadruple ale in 750 milliliter bottles and clocks in at 11% ABV. This is one that I have actually seen around Reddit a lot lately, and I uh, actually saw somebody post it in a WhatsApp chat too. I'm trying to remember, I think it was Seth. I'll give Seth credit for that. Uh, this is from Austin Beer Works. It is their Peacemaker, yeah, Peacemaker Anytime Ale. It is a 99 pack of Peacemaker Anytime Ale in cans, and it sells for $99. It's 5% ABV, available in limited quantities. So if you're in the Austin area, take a look around for one of these and bring a friend to help you out. I will uh, show you a GIF in the chat to show you uh, kind of why. Um, yeah, seeing it uh, getting out of the uh, getting it out of the cooler there. That doesn't seem a practical use of cooler space, but whatever. Oh, and Dee says she just found a pumpkin lambic. Timmerman's Pumpkin Lambicus. You know what? I am almost pomp, uh, positive I've had that before. Let me, before I go on, let me double check here because I think I may have that on the beer tasting list. Um, let me see here. Timmerman's. Control F. Oh, wait. Can I not do that? Oh, find and sheet. There we go. Tim, okay, you know what? It may, I may have had that before I um, 
before I started the sheet. Uh, chapeau banana lamp. Okay, yeah, I've had a banana lambic before. That is, that's not a good experience of lambic if if the or uh, of banana if the banana is too strong for you. It, almost a uh, almost like a runts kind of flavor, but not that strong. Uh, pineapple lambic, farro lambic. Yeah, so you know what? Okay, so I do not have that in the list, but I have had that one before, D. And I liked it. Um, it, it, it was different. Definitely different for a Lambic. And uh, let's see, Brent's asking how much is a 99-pack. It is... Um, I've seen varying prices. More, like, the most common price seems to be $99, which, for 99 beers, that's not a bad deal. You're paying a buck a beer. Um, I've seen some people that have gotten it for like 85 bucks, so not too bad. Uh, let's see, a couple more here. Uh, this is one that I'm going to be keeping an eye out for because this brewery is actually now uh, distributing to Jersey. Boulevard Hibiscus Ghost uh, Boulevard. Like I said, they're expanding distribution. Uh, new Jersey and Philly, too. It's a brand new seasonal available from August through October. It's a German-style salt beer using hibiscus flowers, coriander, and sea salt. 4.2% ABV in 12-ounce bottles. Uh, this one's good. Red Brick Brewing. Actually, you know what? If I'm going to do this one, I'm going to do this one right. And if you see the image in the chat, you'll, you'll kind of know why. Uh, let's see here. Red Brick Brewing Thick Silky Double Chocolate Oatmeal Porter Described as Willy Wonka Meets Dolomite And if you look at the label in the chat Yeah, you see what I mean uh, On the label it says All you suckers gather around A brand new dude is coming to town Thick Silky is a man with a plan and a kung fu backhand You dig? He runs the chocolate game in this city, and when it comes to all the haters, he shows no pity. With his fine, foxy lady sitting pretty in a tricked-out 73 Cadillac DeVille. He's down with the double chocolate oatmeal scene and keeping it real. So if you crave satisfaction, Thick Silky is the man who's got that action. Cocktail. <laughs> God damn. I ain't helping you out with that, Dennis. It's going to be available on 20 Taunts Bombers and on Draft starting next month. 7.7% ABV. Uh, Left Hand Brewing. Let's see. This is actually the last bit here. Uh, Left Hand Brewing is returning to the UK. Not any new brews here, but uh, the UK is going to be able to get its hands on Left Hand Brews, like their Phenomenal Milk Stout at places like Beerhawk, Whole Foods, and Barworks Craft Pubs. Um, and I guess with that, uh, I guess with that, the, the show is show is reaching its completion and Dennis because I am a glutton for punishment I'm just curious to see what the fuck you're saying cock tail do it sir uh, as always if there's a local beer you think I should try drop me an email kevin at morelikeradio.com see if we can try and work out some sort of beer trade bottle trade whatever um um Oh, and, okay, White Ice Brent says, if you get Boulevard beer, try the shake. It's a great chocolate milk stout. Are you sure you're not confusing it with Boulder? Because I know Boulder has shake, and shake is... Shake from Boulder is fucking amazing. If Boulevard has one, too, then I will be happy about that. So, I will wait for the chat to catch up to my voice and find out what Brent's talking about here. Um, oh, and next week, 
I am uh, I'm gonna be profiling gluten-free beers, seeing if they're drinkable, um, worth you know, see if they're worth it or if you should stick to ciders, whatever. Uh, oh, see, Dennis says he's just interested in mixed beverages. Yes, mixed beverages, but not mixing the races. Yes. Um, ABV beer tasting list, tinyurl.com slash ABV beer tasting. Check out the Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash alcohol by volume and uh, the ABV Facebook page. Like that, facebook.com slash MLR alcohol by volume. And haha, see, I got you, Brent. But Shake is phenomenal. It, it, it's won awards and it's very clear why. Um, damn, I haven't seen that one in a while too. The next time I see that anywhere, I don't, I don't know when the when the season is for that, but I got, I got to find that fucking thing again. The last time I had it, it was phenomenal and one of my favorites, and I need it as a good old standby. Eh, whatever. I'll find it. We both know it's good. I'm rambling. <sighs> follow me on Twitter, at MLR underscore alcohol. If, we, if you would like to follow my own personal ramblings aside from the show, or yes, I do talk about beer sometimes, but I also rant about work, and then hockey season, I fucking live play-by-play of hockey games and annoy the piss out of everybody at E-D-I-C-I-U-S that's Odysseus look me up on Untapped alcohol by volume all one word coming up next my time now with Sir Darkside followed by Hiatus and Royce I will see you guys next week Tell you.